Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome back. We're excited to be here on Friday, January 26, 2024. Had to check my calendar. With uh, evangelist minister Charles Jernigan tonight. I hope you'll invite a friend to tune in. And uh, we're going to be doing two more programs after this. So we're doing a full marathon tonight. If you can't catch these shows live, of course, get them in the archive. Well, Brother Charles, welcome back, my friend. How you been doing? I've been um, doing great. Just uh, highly favored and blessed by the Lord. I've been uh, just, um, you know, just seeking His face and uh, walking in holiness and just doing everything that He's put in front of me and, and trying to be the best servant as I can to Him and just uh, learning His ways and His laws and what pleases Him and, and trying to be a blessing to those around and, and trying to just win souls and, and just to do the Father's work. Praise and, the Lord. Uh, yes, I've been doing very good. My friend, you sound great. It's good to hear from you. And uh, do you want yes, to open sir. us up in prayer tonight? Yes, sir. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, Father God, and I just give you all the glory, honor, and praise. I thank you for my brother uh, right here just to be able to uh, to allow me to come and give a word, Father God. And I just pray for my brother Shannon right now in the name of Jesus, and I pray for his radio station and his ministry, Father God, that it be blessed, Father God. I thank you for the friendship that we have right now, Father God. I thank you for the bond that we have, dear Lord Jesus. I thank you that we serve a mighty God, Father. I thank you for the faith that we have. For the It is a gift, Father, dear Lord Jesus. I pray for anyone that is listening, dear Lord, that this word that I'm coming, that you've placed on my heart to to give that it bless them father god that it that it nurture them that it edify them that it that it bring them closer to the lord that it increase their faith dear lord jesus we come against all demons right now in the mighty name of jesus father god we just come against all evil spirits that might be trying to attack or distract or anything in the name of the lord jesus we bind them right now in the name of the lord 
Father God, we thank you that your will be done on this radio station in this teaching tonight. I ask, God, that, that you use my tongue as a ready writer, Father, to uh, speak truth, dear Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless me with the Holy Spirit and revelation to give this word, dear Lord. Let it come from, from you, not from me, dear Lord Jesus. I pray for my mind to be um, on Christ's things, dear Lord Jesus. I let go of all flesh and all uh, all all selfish desires right now in the name of the Lord. Father, and I humbly submit to you as you just do your will, Father. And I just pray for Shannon, Father, and I pray for his wife and children in his home, Father God, that it be blessed, Father, that it be fruitful, and that everything he touched may prosper in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I pray for all the guests that come on here, Father, that just just be a blessed radio station that that bring knowledge to, the, to you, Father God. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. I say amen to that. Welcome again, everybody. Brother Charles, welcome back. And the microphone is yours, my friend. Take it away. Yes, sir. So um, tonight I was. Uh, I'm gonna. For, um, first, I'm just gonna. You know, I just want to. Um, I just want to tell you how grateful I am to be on this. This uh, to be on your podcast, brother, and to, to be able to, to um, speak about my faith in Jesus and be able to expose the works of the enemy. And uh, first, I'd like to talk a little bit about faith. You know. The word tells us in Ephesians that faith is a gift from God. It's only the faith in Jesus Christ which saves us, heals us, and delivers us. And I just want to thank God for the faith that we have in Jesus that sets us free, and it delivers us, and it heals us. It uh, has set me free in many areas in life. As I've come on in the past and gave my testimony. I was a, a drug addict for more than 20 years. I've been you know, in and out of prisons three times. Um, I was born to generational curses. I've dealt with the demonic. I've been demon-possessed. I've been a person that seek suck after my I was searching for worldly desires. I was completely evil, completely run by the enemy, and I was a, a vessel of the enemy at one time. And thank God for His saving power, and that He will call me. How He called me out of the pit and set me up on a high hill with Him. And and my faith in Jesus has saved my life. It has restored my marriage. It has. has I am a bloodline breaker on generational curses. My children are blessed. My home's blessed. I um, <clears throat> through my faith in Jesus, I'm able to prosper in what I do. Um, he has given me a servant's heart. I have a compassion for the lost. I have a compassion for those that are in need. He has um, he's taught me how to do deliverance. I, he has allowed me to be a vessel that he has poured into. And, I, and through my faith in Jesus, I'm able to do to help people in deliverance. I'm able to do the work of the Father. And he's used me to do his work and in his will. And for so many years, um, I had my faith in the wrong spot. I had a, I was hurt and I was, I had rejection and abandonment from my mother and father, uh, from my dad dying from rejection. And, and, you know, um, my faith in Jesus, I have a father in heaven who loves me. I have a father who, uh, who has called me by name and, and who has set me apart and who has uh, built me up to be a leader in my home and in my workplace and, and just being a humble servant. And I just want to praise God for the faith in Jesus that we share and what a beautiful faith faith that is to have a true faith in Jesus as we walk and we try to our best to walk in holiness and try to um to um understand what pleases the Lord you know he says that he is a rewarder of those that seek him diligently for we walk by faith we walk by faith and not by sight and faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God so I just want to address my faith in Jesus and how beautiful that is. Because in Hebrews eleven six it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that seek him diligently. 
and thank God for his rewarding us in, 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 in spiritual things when we seek him diligently. And, um, and I'm, I'm, a have been blessed and I'm a new creation and through Jesus. And I'm a man that I seek God diligently. And he's given me a message tonight, brother Shannon, that, that he put on me the other day when I was, um, come up, we, we do church here at the house on Saturdays and we do a little home church here at the house. So I've been able to study and, and he laid this, um, sermon on me the other day and it was about this, <clears throat> it was about the spirit of unbelief. And, um, I actually got this when I was in Lake Hamilton. Uh, I was sitting with a brother Randy on a deliverance and I was, um, there was a woman there and, and, uh, and she just couldn't seem to get delivered. She would get so far, but she, she would keep going back. And, and I was going to God, what is this? You know, what spirit is, is operating in her? And the Lord put it on me to seek out about the spirit of unbelief. And I believe this spirit hinders so many people in deliverance as they will come to a point where, where they, they cannot be con, uh, fully delivered because of the spirit of unbelief. So that's the one I'm going to get into tonight. <clears throat> so um, we know that everything God creates, the devil tries to counterfeit. And God has saved us through faith in Jesus. So automatically the devil, his, one of his, one of his uh, right hooks is going to be the spirit of unbelief. And he's going to operate in the spirit to try to try to um, to get us to, to have a lack and fear and, and not trust in God. See, the devil and his demons, they come to kill, steal and destroy and they want to see us in hell. And they want us. That, that, that's their main objective is to give us depression, anxiety, fear, stress, worry. They, his main goal is to see us in hell. He, he comes to rob our joy. He comes to rob our calling from God. He comes. This spirit of unbelief comes to rob us what God has already promised us. For he has promised his victory. He has promised his salvation. He has promised his healing and he has promised his deliverance. But the spirit of unbelief is one of the biggest roadblocks that we come into. And in, when we're when we're when we're warring against the devil he uses this spirit to try to as soon as we come into agreement with unbelief we're having a lack of faith in what jesus has done for us already so i would like to uh i want to talk a little bit about this spirit and and um how it works now this spirit also works in the church you'll like to see this this spirit of unbelief will work in the church you see it with them a lot of the uh, denominations that don't believe in tongues they don't believe in the gifts of the spirit they don't believe in in healing and deliverance they don't believe that demons are real they believe that their gifts were back then that is a spirit of unbelief that's working in the church for um that right there it puts you in handcuffs it takes you away from the from the true word of god it takes you away from what the bible says and that when people get up there and and they operate in that spirit they are operating a spirit that is antichrist it is not what god intended for jesus's power and, and all through the scriptures in the new testament jesus heals jesus delivers jesus sets free and, and the speaking in tongues is for now the deliverance the healing is all for now and, and, uh, you know, so this spirit is operating in the church. It's, it's there. It, um, it, it also is a, a spirit that, that you see it in some denominations where unbelief can come and where they say, well, you don't have to repent or you don't, you, there's no hell. And you see that with um, the Jehovah Witnesses and, and now the, the greasy grace. That's a, that's a spirit of unbelief. 
because you're not believing what the word says. Because we have to live a repentant life, a repented lifestyle. We have to walk in holiness and we have to follow after Jesus. We have to lay down our life. We have to become a new creation. We have to pick up our cross and follow him daily. So the spirit of unbelief is that the devil is very, he, he comes as an angel of light. He's very decisive. He's very wicked. He's very sneaky. He is tactics. He's, he's, like I said, he is a counterfeit. So he looks genuine. He looks authentic, but he, at the end, he is—he is a fraud. He's fake, and he is—he's—he's a—he's a, wicked and evil. Another, another, um, the another way that uh, the spirit of unbelief sets in, and um, and let me slow down a little bit, is uh, you'll see this spirit operate in the way that our society has set up things, uh, and I'm just going to go with 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 our, how our culture has set up uh, holidays, so. The Lord laid it on me, like in our house, we, we we don't do Christmas or Easter, but we do the birth of Jesus and we do the resurrection of Jesus. But the way the culture has set up through the spirit of unbelief is on Christmas, you will tell a young child that here comes Santa sliding down the down the chimney. During Easter, you will say, well, here comes the Easter bunny out there laying eggs. You'll have the tooth fairy. You'll have more things that are made up their lies. And, and what happens when you teach a child these things at that age is when the child becomes to be about 10 or 11 years old and, and you, they find out that you've lied to them about the Easter bunny, the tooth fairy, Santa, they also will throw Jesus in this boat. In that same boat. And that's how that spirit operates. And, and, and it builds in our culture is that we will start to to, to um, it, it works through lies. And it, it, the, the spirit of unbelief works through with a, a whole gang of demons. But one of the ways is it comes in through lies. So if you when you start lying and, and start speaking falsely things, the spirit of unbelief will come in. And that's why it, the devil is called the father of lies. Because once again, he's the head of all the demons. He's he's in charge of these demons. And I believe that, that the spirit of unbelief is one of his high-ranking demons. And this is what I really believe. Because it, it's faith that saves you, and it's unbelief that will send you to hell. So I believe that the spirit of unbelief, is, like I say, is, is one of his right hooks. It's one of the most... Um, it's his one of his chief commanding demons, and and a lot. And I'm, as I go through my teaching, I'll start to show how a lot of other demons operate with the strong man being unbelief. He says, "Now, now, after that, I'm going to get into some scripture, and I'm going to go to um, Hebrews three seven through nineteen. And in Hebrews 3, 7 through 19, it says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in rebellion in the days of trial in the wilderness, where your friends tested me and tried me and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their heart, and they have not, and they have not known my ways. So I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. <clears throat> Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through deceitful the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. 
While it is said, today, if you will hear my voice, do not harden your hearts as as in rebellion. <clears throat> Failure of the wilderness. It says, <clears throat> for who have heard, for who have heard rebelled indeed. Was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom he was angry 40 years. Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpse fell in the wilderness? So right there in that, in Hebrews, it shows us a story of the 10 spies right there and the followers that followed what the 10 spies said. See, the 10 spies were, were a people full of unbelief. This spirit attacks their heart. It hardened their heart. See, the 10 spies, were, I mean, the, the, Moses' people and, and the spies with the negative report, they were a people that had walked with God. They had seen the miracles of God for 40 years. They had seen God had delivered them. He had parted the sea. He had taken them away from Pharaoh in Egypt. He had been their Lord. They had seen the fire by, I mean, they had seen the cloud by day and the fire by night. They had, they had eaten heavenly manna. They had seen miracle signs and wonders. These people had been in the presence of God. But it was a spirit that was on these people of unbelief. <clears throat> they, and so with, with, with that being said, this is how unbelief will operate. They're unbe- I believe that unbelief and fear work hand in hand. They both also will be deep rooted in your heart. So as I was doing the study, I see that unbelief is a hardening of the heart and it actually unbelief will harden the heart. And I believe that fear will can reside in your heart as well. And these two spirits op- operate together. And they, like I said, they work hand in hand and they, and I believe they both affect, that's a heart issue. You know, if you get fearful, your, your heart will race. You, you feel it in your heart. And I believe these are demons that will, that will attack your heart. And see, <clears throat> see, so the, so I'm going to go back to the, I'm doing the, the unbelief of the 10 spies right here, because these were the ones that, that, that God had promised these people, the promised land. And when they had went out to go, as uh, Moses sent out 12 spies, 10, 10 of them came back with, with a negative report. And then two of them came back, uh, Caleb and Joshua came back with the, with the, with the, with the report of the Lord. I said that first, these 10 spies, they saw the land of milk and honey. They saw that it was a beautiful land that God had promised and created them. It was a land that was fruitful. It was a land to be occupied. It was everything that God said that he had promised that they could have. But as they took their, as they continued to look around, they saw giants in the land. They saw people that were bigger than them. They looked at their opponent higher than they looked at their God, than they looked at God. And see, that happens a lot of times in deliverance, brother, as well, if, if I'm sure you've seen this, is, is people will come down and they will get delivered. And, and, the, 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 and you know, it's the hand of God that delivers. So they're, they're, they're there and, and, and God's delivering them. And, and through the, as soon as the deliverance is over, it's the, when the demon comes in and he says, but. But did he get rid of this? Or but did he get rid of that? And that's a spirit of unbelief. See, because what happens is God can God, God is great and God is mighty and he he can remove and he promises freedom. And when you study his word, he promises complete deliverance. So what happens when you when you go to the but statement is that you come back into agreement with what the with the, with the enemy. 
and and how he operates and uh, <clears throat> and uh, and so right there and then it becomes become what is your mission statement see the two the, the, the other two spies Caleb and Joshua they understood the promises of God they they had they saw the miracles they and that's how we have to be with our faith we have to know what God has brought us from and we have to always look back on what what the Lord has delivered us that's kind of like with David and Goliath when when uh, Saul said, um, how can you go to war against Goliath because he is a, a man of, of war and, and you are but a man of youth. And and David says, well, God has delivered me from the hand of the lion and the hand of the, the lion and the hand of the bear. So we have to use our old testimony sometime to increase our faith. We have to know what God had delivered us from to be a faith builder in our lives. And that's where these 10 spies and these people, they did not remember of the goodness that God had set them free from. God had parted the river. God had been supernaturally feeding these men. He had been supernaturally leading these men in the wilderness. God had been taking care of their every needs. Their sandals were not wearing out. God had been in their presence, in their midst. God had spoken to Moses. He had given them a man, and they still operated in a spirit of unbelief. And it's because they looked at the opposition more than they looked at their their mighty God. And it's the same thing they did with Jesus. Sometimes you don't recognize God. And that's why we have to stay walking in holiness and, and being in tune with the Holy Spirit, because only through the Holy Spirit are we going to recognize God. And so saying that being said, I was going to go on to some of their mission statements. And, and you now there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And we really have to guard what we say, because we can declare the word of God or we can declare the word of enemy, the enemy in our lives. And these spirits, when they're when they're attacking us, they want us to speak curses over ourselves because there's blessings or curse come out of our tongue. So these 10 spies full of spirits said, this is the mission statement of the 10 spies when they came back after looking over the land that God had already promised them. It says these 10 spies, the 10 spies full of fear and unbelief said, said that the Israelites would be foolish to try and go against the armies which in, inhabited the land. Right there, they just talk their their destiny that God had called them to. They just lost their promise from the Lord right there. They spoke a curse on themselves. They will die in the wilderness because of this mission statement right here. The other two spies' mission statement, Caleb and Joshua, these spies were walking in the faith. They said that they'd be foolish not to go up and take what God had already already promised to give them. And that's what we have to take, brothers and sisters. We have to take what God has already promised to give us. God has promised us healing. He's promised us deliverance. He's promised us freedom. He's promised to restore what the what the what the canker worm had eaten and the locust had eaten. God has promised us salvation through Jesus. God has promised to give us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. He does not promise us a spirit of fear. He has not promised us a spirit of doubt or unbelief. He has promised us power. He's promised us to anoint us. He has promised to walk us, that we walk in prosperity of our anointing. And that's just not financial, but that's spiritual. That's health. He's promised us to walk healthy people because he is our healer. He is, he is our he is the one who provides, protects, and goes before and behind and beside us. So the lack of faith and spirit of the unbelief completely destroyed the people 
that that were that were walking in that in that spirit and and they what had happened right there is they were not able to experience or enjoy the promised land which god had given them right there i've showed how unbelief and fear work together because when when fear set in when the unbelief of what god had told them set in fear set in and right there it they were just it just um destroyed them from from finding the rest that God had given them. And um it says so I'm going on here. So that that spirit, you know, it, it stopped the Israelites from receiving God's promise. I'm gonna show you how the spirit of unbelief well now operates in the double minded man. And it operates in double mindedness. So I'm gonna go on in scripture and I'm gonna read James uh uh, chapter one, two through eight. And in James um, chapter one, two, three, eight, it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the tre- testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If anyone you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Right there you see the spirit of unbelief working in a double-minded man. When you do not believe what you ask God for, it says right there, if you are operating in this spirit of unbelief, don't expect to receive anything from the Lord because you are a double-minded man, unstable in all your ways. And I can't stress enough how this, this spirit of unbelief, how it, how it hardens the heart and how it takes you away from the promises that God has already given you and how it takes you away from your destiny and calling in life. And this spirit right here, it, it works so hard on the desperate people that are seeking freedom because the demons, they want you to, to not believe that you're going to get set free, to not believe that you can overcome your drug addiction, to not believe that you can overcome your pornography, to not believe that you can overcome your childhood trauma and all the things that the enemy has attacked you with that's where the seeds of unbelief set in and that's why i that i started off in the faith of jesus because i was a man that was stuck in unbelief i was a man of drug addictions lust pornography and you name it i've dealt with it and battled with it so i battled many multiple demonic spirits throughout my life and looking back i can see where the strong man in this was unbelief even the strong man in the addictions and the lust and pornography and the, the criminal activity and the rejection and everything i believed i wasn't good enough for god i believed that god couldn't set me free I believe that I was too far gone. I was believed that I was too bad of a sinner because that's where the enemy wants to get you in, in this spirit of unbelief. See, God, the, the message of Jesus, he's come to set the captives free. And people like, like, like us that are, that are stuck in this sin, we're captive. And he's come to, to make, to, you know, set us free. That he breaks every chain. He is our deliverer. And see that, that, like I said, everything that God creates, 
Satan counterfeits and the faith in Jesus is our create. That, that's one of the, that's the strongest thing we have is our faith in the Lord Jesus and salvation through him and him dying on the cross and rising, rising on the third day that we may be saved. If we, if we, you know, if we serve him and, and live in, and, you know, and um, put him first, make him the, our foundation and unbelief comes in and it, and through this spirit, it tries to train wreck, train wreck that faith. I mean, that's, that's what I said. That's, that's the devil. He tries to use his KO punch there. And so I'll show you that it's going on with that. Um, you know, this, this, uh, like I said, the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. And I'm going to keep on going on in scripture. And, um, and I'll show you here where this spirit actually, um, where Jesus encounters the spirit. In, in Mark. So I'm going to go on to Mark 6. Mark 6. And um, Mark 6. And I'm going to read uh, 1 through 8. <clears throat> Mark 6, 1 through 8. <clears throat> it says, Then he went out from there and came to his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is which it is given to him? And that such mighty works are performed by his hands. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. He marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. Right there you see the spirit of unbelief on these people. This spirit actually is actually so demonic, it made the Lord marvel. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. These people had heard stories of Jesus already raising the dead. He had already healed the woman from her blood issue. He had been doing miracles. This, these people are exactly like the ten spies and the people that walked with Moses. They had a spirit of unbelief on them. These people knew that he was doing miracles. They knew that he was teaching. They knew that that he was doing supernatural things. Their eyes gazed on where he come from. They talked of his family. They looked at the worldly things. Same thing as the ten spies. They looked at things that are on earth. They looked at the, the, the giants. So the spirit set in. Same thing with us. If we start to look at the things on earth that hold us in bondage, and we start to look at the situations that are that that are that are man-made even at times, that's how the devil works with unbelief. We cannot believe what we see, especially in a day not now with the AIs and everything going on. We the, the it's so demonic nowadays that deception is running rampant. And so so what happens now is the spirit of, of unbelief is running rampant. I mean, because you you don't know what to believe anymore. The only thing that we can stand on is the true word of God. And that's the only thing that we can put our faith in. 
After reading that, I, I wanted to go on and, and read the rest of the scripture there, though. The most beautiful thing about the Bible is how beautiful it is and how, how it has no flaw to it. And it's just it's just the word and it shows you how powerful the Lord is. Right here, it shows you, it says that the Lord marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about teaches in the village's circuit, uh, in a circuit teaching. It shows that he did no mighty thing for these people. That doesn't mean that Jesus couldn't set every one of them free, that he couldn't deliver it. He is the God that can do whatever he wants. Because I'll show you in the next scripture, it shows this is what Jesus does as soon as he leaves these people full of unbelief. It says, then he called the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. The next thing he does is equipped his saints to go set people free. These are uneducated men. You know, these are they, they, his some of his disciples. They, they were fishers of men. They were tax collectors. We know who they were. They, they, they weren't just religious Pharisees. These were men that had faith in Jesus. And he equipped these men to go do his work. And that's the beautiful thing about the faith in Jesus is that he'll take somebody like me, an old busted sinner, and he'll equip me with power to go do his work because it's not me that's doing the work. It's Jesus. And so so he goes about and he so he empowers the 12 to to go out over the unclean spirits. And then he commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts. These men had to walk in faith. He left his hometown where the people there, full of unbelief, equipped the men to go do deliverance. And guess what? They had to walk in faith. They took nothing with them. They took him on his word because the power of the Lord rested upon these people because he was with them. It says, right, and then I'm going to go on here. He said, he also said to them, and whatever place you enter a house, stay there till you depart from that place. And wherever you will, and wherever will not receive you nor hear you, when you depart from there, shake off the dust from under your feet as a testimony against them. Surely I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. And this is where the spirit of unbelief is, is wicked, it's vile, it's nasty. The enemy wants to steal souls. He wants to fill hell with people full of unbelief and the spirit of unbelief would send you to hell. And it says the people here that do not believe on Jesus, it says it's better to be in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah have a, have a, a lesser judgment. And that's a pretty bold statement coming from the Lord there. So that's why we have to really seek ourselves and say, Lord, do I have any unbelief? What area in my, cause this is the d- demonic spirit. This is, this is, this is um, this is a lack of faith. And actually, unbelief is actually sin. In the Bible, it calls it sin. It calls it right out. Unbelief is sin. And that's sin in our heart. And what, what unbelief will do is it hardens the heart of a man. It makes a man bitter. It makes a man cold, nasty, evil, mean. It makes it brings depression, anxiety, worry, because what happens is faith. Faith through Jesus takes a heart of stone and makes it a heart of flesh. It gives it joy. It gives it hope. It gives it peace. It gives it life. It gives it a, a knowing that a purpose that that once I've done the will of the Father on this earth, that I will hear um, 
you know, that, that we strive to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. We strive that we have uh, for uh, our rewards in heaven. We strive for a place in heaven for, for we do works on this earth. We do the things of the Father on this earth in faith that he'll reward us in heaven. We're told that we will have rubies in heaven, that he'll reward us for the works that we do, for the time that we spend with people, for the ministry that, that we do when we're tired and, 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 and we just don't feel like, uh, ministering sometimes and, and God rewards us for that. And that's what we do it for. We have faith and, and, and through it all, God fills us up and he gives us joy and he gives us peace and he gives us understanding and, and knowledge. And, um, and this is where the spirit of unbelief wants to sit in. And that's when, you know, uh, that's why I, I try to examine myself today. And, and God, am I walking in any unbelief? You know, am I, am, you know, and um, and I try. And I mean, we, we all have areas we fall short. But, you know, I ju- we just got to lay it at the feet of Jesus because, you know, we don't want unbelief. We don't want it in our hearts. We don't want it in our thought lives. We don't want it in our minds. Like I said, this what I've noticed over the, the the few years, you know, I've only been out of prison. I'm going on three years and, and uh, you know, and uh, my beautiful wife, you know, she's, uh, she's kind of, you know, she does a lot of deliverances and I help her and I'm, I'm learning and, and getting trained up and I, and I go down and we go minister down there in hot springs. And, and, and I love watching people and, and, and I'm on the prayer team and the deliverance team. And I, and I see this spirit operating in people so much where they, they're, they're hurting and they'll go and okay, you know, God's healed me. And, you know, and then they come back, you, you know, God delivered them at the morning service and there at the evening service, they're asking for prayer for the exact same issue. See, that's a spirit of unbelief. We've got a that that spirit. The demon will, you know, you can cast the devil out, but he still attacks. You got to speak to that devil. We need to learn to declare. The best way to defend ourselves is declaring the word of God. That's a sword in our mouth. You know, we got to learn to proclaim the word of God over our life. What does the Bible say? Does the Bible say I'm healed? The Bi- yes, I'm healed. Does the Bible say I'm delivered? Yes, I'm delivered. Does the Bible say I'm highly favored? Yes, I'm highly favored. Does the Bible say I'm going to have an abundant life? Yes, I'm having an abundant life. Does the Bible say I'm, everything I touch will prosper? Yes, we want to know the word of God. We want to speak life over ourselves. We want to speak life over our children, our homes. We want to speak life of our, our ministries, our friends. We want to be a network of life-speaking people. And that right there destroys a strong man of unbelief. The unbelief wants to get you to criticize. He wants you to get you to backbite. He wants you to get you to doubt, to speak doubt out of your mouth, to speak you know, you got a positive and negative and everything. He wants you to speak the opposite of the word of God. He wants you to come in agreement with the enemy. He wants you to speak sickness back on yourself. He wants you to just speak addiction back on yourself. He wants you to speak all kinds of bondages and lust and, and every, uh, every door that the, that the Lord shut. He wants to try to crack open and he cracks it open through fear and he cracks it open through double mindedness and doubt, anxiety. There's just so many demons that are, can be, sh- attached to the strong man of unbelief and what he does is he it shows through the scripture he gets in and he hardens the heart and he he hardens the heart and he um he tries to break a man down and he tries to and like i said at the end of the day he tries to steal a man's joy he tries to steal a man's salvation he tries to steal a man's faith in jesus and that's what the demon's devil wants to come to do i mean the spirit the unbelief can come in i mean he comes in so many other ways than just doubt too. I mean, he comes in through new age because new age practices, he comes in through Darwinism. There's so many, anything that is any spirit that is taking away from the one true Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and faith in that, 
that is a spirit of unbelief. Because what you're having is you're taking your belief and you're putting it in somewhere else. Just like I said with the 10 spies, they, their belief was in the, the men were going to be stronger than them. They believed that the men's power was more stronger than the godly power. This, the, the, this, the, um, the belief that they had with the Nazarites over there with, you know, with, with Jesus, they believed more of the bloodline that Jesus came from. They didn't, they believed that he was a, they didn't, they had a belief. Their unbelief was that he couldn't do, that he was a mere man. They, they didn't look at, at the, they didn't look at the power of God, but they, 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 they downgraded God. And that's where, that's where I also was coming at with the, some of the churches they get in and they take away from the power of God. As soon as you take away from the power of God, you're just like the people here in Mark 6. You, if you take away from that, that God can't deliver you, God can't set you free, you, that tongues ain't for today. If you take away from that doctrine, you're acting just as these people here. You're, you're, you become a religious man. You, your relationship with God is tainted because you have unbelief in your heart. You can be, be religious and have a hard heart. You can know the, the Bible front to back. You can be a Torah follower. But if you have that hardened heart and that unbelief that Jesus is, is, a, is a great I am, that he, that the Holy Spirit has power, that, that it is doing miracles and supernatural things, that he is the author and the finisher, the lamb slain before time, and that he does everything that the Bible says he can do, then you're operating in unbelief. Like I said, it runs rampant in the church. It runs rampant in culture. It runs rampant. I mean, you see it everywhere, you know, everywhere today. You know, I mean, it's just um, it's a wicked demonic spirit. You know, I mean, you've got boys not even believing their boys. They believe their girls and, and vice versa. Girls believe that it's confusion. You know, the spirit operates all demons. They operate the same way. They just come to kill, steal, and destroy. And it brings confusion and torment and worry and stress. And, and at the end of the day, the main focus of this spirit with all demonic spirits is they want to see you in hell. They want to see you in torment. They're tormented. They want you tormented. The main goal for these spirits is to take you to hell. It isn't just so you don't get healed. It isn't just so you don't get delivered. It's so you lose your salvation in Jesus. And like I can't stress enough, this, you know, the, 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 the positive and negative of the spirit. You got faith and you got unbelief. So this spirit right here is, is when it, when it, when it's the strong man on a person, it's, it's, it's got four wheels turning trying to take them down to the pit of hell. So I'm going to keep on going in some scripture here and I'm going to go into, um, <clears throat> into, uh, Revelations 21, 5 through 8. And in Revelations 21, 5 through 8, it says, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Hallelujah. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the foundation of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, indomitable, murderers, sexual, immoral, sorcerers, adulterers, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You know, when you start to study the word and, and, and how every word is taken with authority on this list, 
right after the cowardly and it's it's amazing how the cowardly gets number one you know to me i, I mean i'm like wow the cowardly that's you know that's you know that's sometimes we got to work you know when god tells us to do something we need to do it you know he tells us to stop and start ministering to somebody at the store we better do it this is serious stuff man but you know the, especially when the lord has set us free he, he you know too much given much as you know much um yeah to much is given, much is asked. So, but second on the list is unbeliever, and that's 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 a bold statement there. That the unbeliever he he makes he he's actually above the murderer, the sexual immoral, the sorcerer, and the adulterer on the list, and that is the, the unbeliever. Unbeliever of heart will enter the fiery pit of hell. If you do not believe that Jesus is um, the Son of Man. And then he's a son of God and that he, you will not have a place in the kingdom of heaven. <clears throat> you have to know Jesus and you have to have a relationship with Jesus. And you have to study your, to show yourself approved. And we must know the Bible and we must know what the Bible says. And for anybody listening, I, I just I can't stress enough how it is. is, is uh, and this is just some personal testimony. This year, the Lord has put it on me to just to, to really dig into the Bible and be led by what the Bible says and what the Holy Spirit's leading me to do. Lots of times people can get caught up under the wrong teacher or the wrong leader and they can lead you astray. You know, there's, especially, you know, nowadays, um, I actually was studying out the deception um, last weekend and, and, and how I, I, I mean, I personally believe that we're, that we're living in a time that is more deceptive than we've ever seen, especially with the church. I mean, you see so much stuff. That, I mean, I get on YouTube and, and, and look around a little bit on there and there's so much deception going on right there right now. It's, it's unbelievable. And that's, we're living in a time that we really got to stay prayed up and we've got to stay learned upon the word of God. And we've got to be led by the Holy spirit because this, these demonic spirits aren't playing around. They're out there. They're 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 walking around as angels of light. They're out there twisting scripture. They're out there, you know, looking like good sermons and and, and good godly things. And the core of them is wicked. And the core of them is rotten. And the core of them is unbelief because the, people wouldn't get up there and do that if they believe the, the word of God. And they believe and and um, it's uh, it's just it's it's um. It's amazing to me how how deceptive it is, and and, and how many and how many people are deceived by um, things that are going on right now in the church, and and how um, that uh, you know we we need to pray for discernment and for our eyes to be open and for our ears to be open to hear from God, so that we're not deceived and we're not led astray, and that we um, that we're walking and and, um, and walking and following the footsteps of Jesus and living in trying to live a holy and repentant lifestyle and doing and, and, and doing the will of the father and being, um, being good servants and of what we have and using our talents and not bearing our talents and being people that, that, uh, that are trying to, um, trying to, trying to, to spread the word out there and to, to spread truth and to have compassion on the, the people that, that are operating in demonic spirits and have compa- compassion on the lost. For sometimes a person doesn't know they're, they're sick until the doctor tells them they're sick. And that's how we need to be sometimes. If, you know, we can't compromise. We need to be bold and speak up when we see people that are led astray. Something, you know, many, you know, many times my friends are led astray. I mean, I, I have friends at, at work um, that are, um, 
you know, it's kind of weird that two of my better friends at work are they're, they're atheists and, and I tell them about Jesus and, and I've been working with them for a few years now and I can see seeds start to, you know, the fruit start to grow in their life. And I can see that, um, you know, sometimes you, you got to minister to people longer than others, but I can see that, that, that the, so the seeds I've sown there start to produce fruit. And, um, you know, so I just can't stress enough how it is that we, we need to um, really seek our faith in Jesus and who Jesus is and, and, and the true word of God and what Jesus stands for and, 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 and who he is and the power of God. You know, we want to seek out, you know, we want to seek and we want to be we want to walk in as much freedom as we can. You know, we want our faith to be increased as much as we can. And the best way to do that is by learning the word and what the word says and what the promises of God are and what God will do to, for us. You know, there's spiritual laws all through this Bible that we can activate our faith with and, and everything in there. God gives us everything in the word to live the best life we can live. And and and, not, and I'm not just talking about financial gains and stuff, but I'm talking about to, to live a life full of joy, peace, happiness. So to live a life that blesses our children's children, to live a life that blesses our generation to come. See, I was born in a, in a family that was cursed. And like I said, I praise God that, that I'm a bloodline breaker of that. And I pray, you know, that, that, that my faith, that my faith, that the faith I have in Jesus overflows into my children and to their children. And I get to see my grandchildren have faith. We want to be, we want to be a people that raising up, families and armies of God that, that, you know, we're only one generation from a people that don't, that don't go to church. You know, I mean, I don't really know the statistics, but the, 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 the church goers are, are down more than they've ever been. And they're going to continually go down until Jesus comes back. I mean, that's just how the book's written out, but praise God that we, we, um, that we, we serve a victorious Lord and, and that we, that we walk in victory through Jesus and that our faith in Jesus heals us and it delivers us and it sets us free. And, um, and, uh, and, uh, and, um, thank God that, that we serve a good, merciful God. <laughs> anyway, Shannon, that's what I've got tonight on the, the unbelief. Sorry if I was a little fast on the speaking. Oh, no, um, you did a, uh, I just talk. A excellent after. message tonight. We're live with evangelist Charles Jernigan. Brother Charles, what would you like to title that message for the archive tonight? Uh, just uh, uh, overcoming the spirit of unbelief and hardened heart. Okay, that's an excellent title. Let me write that down. Overcoming the spirit of unbelief and a hardened heart? Yes, sir. Okay, that's great. Okay, I got it. Because I'm going to get this up fast tonight. I encourage you out there to share this with everybody you can. Now, Brother Charles, I want you to tell people about uh, your ministry, uh, how they can contact and support you. Anything else you'd like to mention? Okay, yes. Uh, me and my wife have a, a ministry. It's called uh, Illuminating Light Ministries. And um, I believe the best way to contact us would be uh, via Facebook, and it is uh, Charles and Jesse Jernigan and if, um, on Facebook. And if you want to contact, you can just messenger and um in, you know anything like that, and then we will surely get back a hold of of you if you want to contact. We will just message us on Facebook. That's our the best way to get a hold of us, I believe. Fantastic, uh, my friend. God richly bless you for coming on. This is a powerful word tonight, 
And, uh, hey, it's an honor to have you and Sister Jessie on these programs and work with you. Uh, are, do you sometimes also speak down at um, Lake Hamilton Bible Camp? Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I sure do. Um, me and Jesse both spoke last time, last uh, camp meeting we were down there. Uh, Brother Randy Richie let us speak, and it was a blessing. And, uh, yeah, we definitely go down there. We go down there every camp. It's a it's a true blessing to go down there, and we're on the deliverance team and get to do deliverance down there in the mornings and, and uh, do teachings in the afternoon, and it's definitely a blessing to go down there. One of these days, I hope to get down there. Uh, I hear they've got a huge... Uh, tape archive over there uh, oh yeah it's the biggest ones you know the cool thing is uh, Shannon is I used to read a lot of Frank Hammond and Derek Prince books when I was in prison and they're, they're one of my favorite authors and uh, it was just so cool how God he's just an awesome perfect God and you know they were down there especially Frank Hammond at the um, at the uh, uh, at the Lake Hamilton Bible Camp and lately I, like at work I've been listening to uh, Wynn Worley I just started listening to him and he's pretty he's really pretty good too oh, he's yeah. uh, down there at Lake I really enjoy his stuff. He's a he's got a cool or unique uh, style of preaching. I, I kind of enjoy listening to him. Oh, big time! He, you know, he, Wim Worley. Um, he yeah. spoke there in the uh, in the seventies and maybe eighties. And then, um, speaking of Win Worley, uh, there is a um, men's uh, deliverance workshop up at uh, Hegwish Baptist Church in Highland, Indiana, this weekend. I wanted to make it. I wasn't able to pull it together in time to get out there, but. A uh, couple times a year, they have big family workshops, and um, I encourage everybody out there to get up there at least one time. Uh, it's about an hour outside yeah. of Chicago, Highland, Indiana, and uh, if you've never been before, folks, you will have a blast. Uh, you get up there, they have great speakers. Um, pastor Michael Thier, which is Win Worley's son-in-law, uh, continues to pastor there. He's a good friend, and they do mass deliverance, individual deliverance, and... Uh, Oh man, people don't believe in demons. Get up to these workshops. Demons manifest; they get cast out. Um, as the Bible goes over there, we deliver. So, praise the Lord. Um, yeah. What part of the country are you located in, Charles? Where do you live? I'm in uh, Northwest Arkansas. Um, just called Gravit, Arkansas. My Rogers. I'm uh, five oh. minutes from Missouri and five minutes from Oklahoma. Well, you're in a good location out there, then. Uh, not oh yeah. From- Beautiful. Like Hamilton at all. That's fantastic. Well, praise yeah. the Lord. My friend, thank you so much for coming on tonight. God bless you. And do you want to close us in prayer? Yes, sir. So, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, Father God. We thank you for this uh, time to just get and share your word and just to minister, Father God. And I, and I thank you for the opportunity to come on Shannon Davis's radio, Father, and what a blessing it is, dear Lord Jesus. I just pray that, Father, in the week to come, Father, that you just allow us to, to see what you want us to see. And I pray for everyone listening on this radio, Father, if they're listening live or, or that you hear it later on, Father God, that you be blessed in the name of Jesus, Father God, that he minister to you, that he give you a revelation, a, a vision, and that he speak through you through a vision or a dream, Father. We pray, Father God, that you just bless this friendship and, and continually allow us to come on here and just spread your word, Father, and, and the word that you've given us, dear Lord Jesus. We pray for the lost sinners that's out there right now in the name of the Lord that you touch their heart, Father God. We pray for the prostitute on the street, Father God, that you bring with them. We pray for the drug addict and the, and the drug house, Father God, that you minister to them, Father God. We pray for the homeless on the street, Father, that you feed them, dear Lord Jesus, Father God. Help us to have a servant's heart, Father God. Help us to walk in your ways, Father God. Help us to see as you see talk as you talk father god let our legs match our lips father god let us let us um 
live a lifestyle of holiness, dear Lord Jesus, Father God. Let us judge righteously, Father God, and pray. We just pray for discernment in these days, dear Lord Jesus. Let us see what you need us to see. Let us not be led astray by false fables and, and, and false doctrine, dear Lord Jesus. And we just pray, Father God, that you uh, that you just continually flood your spirit on this earth, dear Lord Jesus, and you just pour out your latter rain in these last days, Father. And let and I pray for Shannon, Father, once again for his home and his wife and his children, Father God. We just bless his home in the name of Jesus, Father God. We bless his house and health and home in the name of Jesus, Father God, and his uh, and his wife and his child. We just pray a, a prayer of health blessing over them right now in the mighty name of the Lord, I pray. Amen. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for coming over tonight to speak this word, and God bless you and Sister Jesse and the family. And uh, look yes, at sir. the schedule for February. Give me a date. Let's get you all back on. Yes, sir. God bless you, Shannon. Thank you, sir. I'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, that was a great message. Thank you, Brother Charles. They are a great team, Charles and Jesse Jernigan. You can find them also on Facebook. We will have them back on again, absolutely, for sure. I'll get this uh, message saved tonight and uh, put up in the archive for you. If you're coming in late today, uh, we started early. (laughs) Early bird show at 6 p.m. now. Uh, If you want to know what our schedule is for each day, The way to do that is go to my Facebook page. And what I'm doing is I'm pinning the post top of the page of the the evening's broadcast or the day, whatever that may be, the case. And that's where we put them every day. That seemed to be working out pretty good. Mr. Shannon Ray Davis. I had to put the MR in there because I can't get my old name back. Apparently it's uh, not available. Shannon Ray Davis. Can't get a Mega Man radio either for some reason. They're blacklisted, I guess. So, Okay, well, that's okay. We're back up there. Just you have to put in Mr. in front of it. Well, praise the Lord. We're going to have to reschedule Sister Rose Betancourt. They had some circumstances arise. We're not able to come on tonight. No worries. We're going to get her and Brother John Terrell on, who is not able to be with us tonight either. Next time. Uh, Brother John, of course, is here every week, so he'll be on next week, and we'll get the uh, Benton Courts on very quickly. I'm making up a schedule for February, so it's wide open, and um, we will have them back on. You can count on it. We're going to take a break and probably go to a Win Worley audio or something else. Let me sort that out. And uh, coming up at um, 10 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have... E.J. Buckhart, World Ministries International. I believe Dr. Hans is still on the road, so E.J. will probably be covering for him tonight. I believe he is in Kenya as we speak. Praise the Lord. That would be a great place to visit. Africa is uh, an awesome country. I was there one time, actually, back in 2006. I went to South Africa for a week. Flew over there from Panama, well, through the States. I, went, I dropped by the office that I had in, in Gainesville, picked up my brother and a guy named Mike, who's a, a cameraman, and we uh, took a camera to uh, South Africa, out to the Kalahari Desert, ultimately to meet with the San Bushman tribe, which I ended up doing. Got some footage in the um, orange dunes of the Kalahari Desert, literally orange sand. It's really beautiful. Thank God I didn't encounter any snakes out there, but I was on the lookout. And uh, we shot some footage out there. 
Africa is a huge country, and I only saw a portion of it. I mean, it's huge. Drive for hours. There's nobody out there. Go through all types of landscapes, mountains, deserts, uh, seaside. Beautiful. I really liked it. And that place is just massive out there. Again, nobody can tell me we've got overpopulation. We could all fit in South Africa and still have some room to spare. <laughs> Up to the Kalhard border, at least. Okay. Let me save this program. We will be right back.